Explore Milwaukee's past and its future, one building at a time. This is Urban Spelunking with On Milwaukee's Bobby Tanzillo and me, Nate Immig, from 88.9. To Wauwatosa this week on Urban Spelunking, we're going to the former Wauwatosa City Hall, one of the early City Hall buildings there. Um, and it's got this connection to two really well-known and important uh, Wauwatosa names, Hart and Hoyt, which we'll talk about later on. But let's be honest, really, everybody remembers this building as the home of Drew's Variety Store. And for those that don't, what was Drew's? So Drew's was there probably 30 or 40 years, and it was one of those kinds of stores that sold everything. Okay. You know, like you could, if you walked through like the candy section, you would uh-huh. get to the like fabric by the yard section. And if you got through that, you'd get to like the, you know, the shower curtains and things like that. Uh-huh. And I mean, it was just a little bit of everything, kind of variety. It was a variety store. It was called Drew's Variety Store. of The kind of store that I don't even know if it... That really, ex- I mean, I guess it's sort of what Walmart is now, isn't it? But, um, but in that sort of neighborhood way, I'm not sure that kind of store exists anymore. Oh yeah, definitely. I think there's a, a store that's kind of similar in Cudahy still. Dretzka's? Yes. Yes, except that uh, everything at Drew's was not a hundred years old. <laughs> With no disrespect to Dretzka's, um, but no, but like Drew's was a place where I think loads of people who remember going in there as school kids after school to buy candy. Uh, loads of them remember having their first job when they were in high school at Drew's. Sure. You know, I mean, it was just like, it was like smack dab in the center of the village. And it just was the kind of place everybody always went to because at some point, everybody needed something that only Drew's seemed to probably sell in Tosa. Okay, so this is right in the Wauwatosa village, as you yep. mentioned. Uh, it used to be a, the Wauwatosa City Hall. Explain the connection to Hart and Hoyt, because oh. these are two really you know, well-known and important Wauwatosa names. Yeah, well, it's interesting because it's a sort of unassuming-looking building. It just looks like some two-story retail building, but it's built on the site of Wauwatosa pioneer Charles Hart's original log cabin. Okay. So, so right there. So it's like the, the first log cabin... Um, in, the in founder, yep, founder of Tosa, built his cabin right there on that spot. I was always kind of curious about the story about Hart. You know, there's Hart Park, of course. I played high school football on Hart Park. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know I figured he had to have been like a you know founding father, as it were. Yeah, he and he was. He was you know as as was the case for many people who came west and started uh, towns and villages in in Wisconsin. He can't. He was a Yankee who came from uh-huh. you know like out in New York. Came and decided he wanted to start a town, and there, you know, the river was there, and he so he built a mill, and he built all kinds of stuff there, and um, started this town. And uh, Hoyt was one of the early arrivers there. And when Tosa was set up as a village, he was elected a village president. And when he helped uh, turned it into a city, officially speaking, he was elected the first mayor. Okay, so yeah. The, the site of this log cabin became what would be what eventually become City Hall. Yeah, so what happens is later, um, the Hoyt family builds a building there, uh, which is the building that's there now, 1909. Um, and initially, they were renting to a dairy company, which then be, uh, is taken over by Gridley Dairy, which is another big name in Wauwatosa. Of course, the, the Gridley Dairies were all over the Milwaukee area, but um, they had a really big dairy on um, Wauwatosa Avenue that's well-known and um so everybody in Tulsa knows what Gridley is. Um, but then they eventually outgrew that. And um, at the same time, City Hall, a block over um, in the old firehouse, was upstairs from the old firehouse, oh, which really? is now a cheese shop, okay. a fromagerie. Yes. Um, they were running out of space, too, because as the, as the town was growing, they needed 
you know, more people to run it. Um, so they rented the second floor of this building. Oh, okay. And so City Hall was there for about 10 years, from the mid-20s to the mid-30s. Um, then it eventually outgrew that. So it was the site of the first log cabin. Mm -hmm. It was, for a while, the, the City Hall of Wauwatosa. Mm -hmm. Has its connection with Hart, who was one of the founders, or the founder of yep. Wauwatosa. Has its connection with Hoyt, who was mm -hmm. the first mayor of Wauwatosa. Gridley Dairy. Dairy and all these other long, long-standing businesses and stores that were mm -hmm. on this site. So this building itself has been recently transformed into something else entirely. Yes. We're going to talk about that next on Urban Spelunking. Nonprofit Radio Milwaukee is brought to you by you. A membership contribution is your personal commitment to music and to Milwaukee. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org to check out our donor benefits and the thank you gifts you can get to show off your 88.9 pride. And we're back on Urban Spelunking in Wauwatosa. This is the former city hall, uh, the former log cabin, the former first mayor's uh, the building that was built on this site. So a lot of Wauwatosa history on this part of the Tosa village. And now it's got this completely different use. Yeah, so there's this um, guy named Mark Veth who owns a place called Be Spectacled. I know this guy. He's a long supporter, and his business is a long supporter of Radio Walking. Yes, super good guy. And... Uh passionate about history so he knows so much about this building and he was right next door for so many years because yeah. that's, that's where his store had been and what's interesting as an aside is his uh former location next door has this sort of mid-century modern looking uh stone front mm -hmm. and he told me when i was there that that's not stone it's petrified wood and if you look at really? it each one of those pieces is petrified wood wow insanely like expensive to do now but i guess in the 60s when it was done it was possible. Wow! So I, they're keeping that, I imagine. Uh, yeah, and I don't. He was rent. I, he's a renting in that building, so he doesn't own that. Oh, so okay. he bought the he bought the Hoyt building and moved in so that he'd have his own place. And of course, because he loves history so much, he dug into the history of this place. Loves the history of it. Um, you could tell when he when he was showing me around, he was super proud of it. There were no. Uh, there were no stairs yet to get up to the second floor. We had to climb a really high ladder to get up to the second floor. <laughs> but still, he was just happy to, like, to show me everything. He showed me where the apartments used to be upstairs. For uh, at some point, they turned the uh, upstairs into small sort of studio apartments. Um, so those are those are gone. In fact, those are gone. That's all gone. Looking at the pictures in your story, Bobby, um, you took those pictures back in September. The building looks almost completely empty. Uh, in those pictures, but now here we are in November, he, and, it's, and he's open already, and it's completely done. Yeah, it's funny. I was talking about that the other day. I was someplace, and somebody—it was a completely torn-up space—and the person said, "Yeah, we're thinking it will be open by sometime next year." I bet you don't believe that's possible. I'm like, I'd believe it if you told me it was going to be next month because I've seen it. Ha <laughs> I've seen it happen. Right. It's amazing how fast, you know, if you if you know what you're doing and you time it right and you get it all done, people can get this kind of stuff done much more quickly than you'd ever think. So, um, so Be Spectacled is in there right now, and it's kind of this boutique optometrist in the Tosa Village. Um, but obviously, the exterior of the building has been um, kind of preserved and yeah. cleaned, right? Well, there was some... Yeah, and he kept the hardwood floors inside, yeah. and he's got a lot of exposed brick because it has beautiful brick. Um, you know, but there over the years, there wasn't much of anything left inside anyway. I mean, it had been... it had The uses inside had changed so much over the years that it wasn't like he was ripping out, you know beautiful carved right. millwork and stuff like that. I mean, it was, you know, it was just utilitarian inside. Yeah, a lot of drywall, a lot of yeah. retrofitting. And yeah, exactly. Especially upstairs, once the apartments were put in, everything was completely changed up there for sure. And then the ground floor having been re uh, retail and switching over numerous times, none of that, nothing there was um, 
appeared to be original or, you know, the kind of thing you'd yeah. save. But, um, but yeah, he was working hard. He was, had an ambitious uh, plan and I, he got it done and he's got more space now and he's got a space that he owns and loves. And what's interesting is when uh, he was showing me that place and uh, the previous place he was in with the uh, petrified wood outside, he showed me this uh, walkway. Like if you open one of the doors in between the buildings, um, it's a, a corridor that leads into the basement of one of the buildings that actually faces State Street. Hmm. So if you look at it from above, it's a really sort of weird footprint that these buildings have. They're sort of built, wrapped around others and stuff. Yeah, the whole village um, of Wabatosa is yeah, kind of that way. So so there's this uh, this walkway down into the basement, and it slopes. It's not steps or anything. It just slopes all the way down from the street level into the basement. And he said that the landlord of the building had told him that um, that it led to the basement of a butcher shop and that he, that's how they used to walk the animals down into the basement. Oh. And I was like, mm, maybe. And then I went and looked, and the place, you know, where the building, where the basement was, was a butcher shop. So I was like, oh, boy. Yeah, there's, <laughs> I think it's a Bob's Burgers episode about how, uh, like, little-known fact that that cows don't walk downstairs. So oh, yeah. You got yep. to get the ramp for them to go to the butcher shop. And this, this so would sad. seem to back up that supposition. Uh, well, way to end on a bummer, Bobby. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway. People got to eat, though. No, know? anyway, the place looks great. It's beautiful. <laughs> Mark's a good guy. Right. He's, there's no butchering happening. No, he's not butchering it. anybody or anything. We're only helping right. people. We're Absolutely. helping them see better. He is. That's right. right. Well, you can see pictures from inside, and it was really interesting to me, Bobby, to learn about these two uh, Wauwatosa names. I, I grew up in Wauwatosa. always kind of heard the name Hart and Hoyt, and we answered that question today. Well, podcasts here on 88.9 are produced by Kenny Perez. Handcrafted Sonic Inspiration comes from the License Lab with support from your membership and from On Milwaukee. You can subscribe to this podcast and all of 88.9's podcasts anywhere that you find podcasts, and, of course, at radiomilwaukee.org slash podcasts. On Milwaukee's Bobby Tanzillo. Thanks. Thank you, Nate.